Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Devarim, starting the final book of the Torah, the fifth book. We're going to talk about that, how the Gra conceptualizes Chamish Chomish Torah in a very fascinating way. Um, so we'll start with Elah HaDevarim, the first words of the Parshas Devarim, Sefer Devarim. So it's brought down that the, um, what is the difference between uh, the first four books, Barashas, Shemos, Vayikra, Bamidbar, versus Devarim? And so there's different Gemaras, and there's actually the Gemara Megillah, Daflam, and Alpha Bay says something interesting, and the Gra explains it. The Gemara says that when you read the Klaus in Parshas Bukhukosai, which is in Vayikra, so that was said, it was said through Hashem. Um, and therefore, you're not allowed to interrupt when you lame them. However, in Parshas Kisavo, which is in Devarim, that's, uh, it seems to say that Moshe said it, on his own. So the Gra explains that, of course, Moshe was a Navi, and everything that came out of his mouth came directly from the Rebbe Shalom. But what's the difference? The difference is like this, that for the first four Svarim, so Hashem was speaking through the conduit of Moshe, the Navua was direct and immediate. And so the Torah was given in a way that, it, that Hashem's voice emanated, like we know that Chazal say this, that that the Torah, that the Shechina, so to speak, of Hashem, spoke through the, uh, through the throat of Moshe. Whereas the rest of the Torah, Devarim, which is Mishnah Torah, it's a repeat of a Torah, that is said, what does that mean that it's said through Moshe? Of course it was Nevuah. However, it was not directly given uh, at the moment that it was said that it was emanated that way. However, it was Nevuah that was given to Moshe, and then later Moshe repeated it and, and, and said it over. So what does that mean? Well, really, the truth is that the Sifri and Bamidbar and other places as well, and the, the Nitziv has a whole, whole explanation of this, really, there's nothing novel about this, because the Gemara itself says in Sanhedrin that that two Nevi'im don't use the exact same expressions, and that's because, that, and this should not be misunderstood, the Navi has no right to say over anything except for what Hashem told him, However, some Nevi'im were given exact words to say or certain exact uh, things that they must give over, and other ones uh, were, were given messages that they had to convey, but they were allowed to put it in their own words. So, for example, just as a Kaviyachal, as an example, let's say a Navi would be told, tell him to cross the street. So it would not be a, considered a Kovesh Nevuaso, the Navi wouldn't be Chayav Misa for withholding his Nevuah if he says, Hashem says that you must walk from this point to that point. Um, and he didn't use the exact necessarily words of cross the street. Now, Ramchal has an exact, has a, has a fascinating essay about what exactly the Navi heard, what he saw, what he understood. But one thing he says clearly is that there were different Nevuos. Sometimes there were uh, ideas that had to be seen by the Navi just to be seen, because it says, Hashem doesn't do anything unless his prophets are made aware of it. Um, it's kind of like the idea of Enkol Chadash Tachaz Hashemesh. Um, but this is not the place, time and place we're going to talk about this. Um, but there is sometimes that a Navi was given a message to give over to the Jewish people. So coming back here, there's nothing surprising about saying that Moshe mi piatzmo amran. One should not understand it says that it means that Moshe made it up. But it was said binavua, and it was it was something that instead of it being a direct mitoch grono, that the Shina was speaking from the the throat of Moshe. Instead, it was said, and then Moshe was able to say it over later. Now, this also helps us understand a little bit better what the difference is between Nevi'im and Kesuvim. We know that there's Nevi'im, which the Navi refers to, Yoshua, Shoftim, Shmuel, and Malachim, 
Whereas we know that after that we have what's called the Kasubim, and uh, it's not very easy to understand what, why, why, why is there a difference between them? What's, what's the difference between Tehillim and Rus and the other ones? Uh, that there's something called the Nevi'im and there's something called Kasubim. So uh, there's many different explanations. Um, but one can, it, 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 at first glance, it seems difficult to explain that there's a difference between the prophecy and the prophecy level because, uh, for example, Shmuel wrote Sefer Shmuel, and he has uh, a Sefer, uh, so which is in the, which is considered uh, in in Nevi'im, um, the prophets, early prophets, um, but he also wrote Sefer Rus, which is in Kasuvim. So it's not necessarily dependent on who wrote it, or um, Yeshaya. Um, and Yermia uh, are, are, are considered Nevi'im, right? They're in Navi and Yechezkel as well. And um, yet, uh, for Yermia, for example, he wrote Eicha, and that's in the Ksubim. So what does this mean? So there's many explanations. Well, one explanation is that, uh, and, and this the Grizz brings down on, on Rambam, it's a very famous explanation that seems to fit in the words very well, and that is that Nevi'im, the Navi was told, Nivsevasayim, you must emanate and express these words. Say it over. That's, that's the word Navi, like, it's actually Machogus, what the word Navi means, between Rashi and the Ebn Ezra. And Rashi says that it comes from the word Niv Sifasayim. And what the word Niv Sifasayim refers to is that you need to emanate and say your Nevuah. So anything that's in Nevi'im had to be said over by the Navi, whereas Ksubim is something that the Navi was given the prophecy and he did not have to tell it over, he had to write it. And that's why it's called Ksubim, to write it. So, uh, and, and therefore, it's, it's uh, quite understandable that uh, that, for example, Shmuel was given a prophecy which was Nevuah that he had to say over, but he was also given a prophecy that was Ksubim which he had to write down, which is like Sefer Rus. Um, and same thing with Yermiel as well, with, with his writing of a Sefer and writing of Rus. So coming back to our Parsha, um, obviously everything in the Torah had to be said over by Moshe, and it was Nemru Lemoshe, we said it was said to Moshe, and Moshe said it, taught it to the Jews as well. But Devarim was different in that instead of it coming out directly as Hashem was teaching it to him, instead it came out um, later, um, and, and perhaps was also, um, this is a hard word to use, but it, it was, there, there were, Moshe was given a poetic license almost to express Hashem's words um, through Nevuah, of course, uh, through tremendous Nevuah, through Aspaklari Amira, the most clear way of looking at things, um, but at a later time and not immediately as it was, as it was coming to him. And the Gra explains that that's what the first Pusik in Devarim says, Elah Devarim, Asher Diber Moshe El Kol Yisrael, that Moshe said it. It's different than by Daber Hashem El Moshe Leimar, which, interestingly, the Gra might be saying, there's a big machogus Hashanah, what the word Leimar means, means to tell over, which the Ramban says, but that might not actually be the Pshat according to the Gra. The Gra might be reading that by, normally when it says by Daber Hashem El Moshe Leimar means to say at that exact moment which doesn't necessarily contradict what the Ramban saying either. But it wasn't to tell over later, but it was literally to emanate from his uh, throat, like Shechinam Dabaris and Grono. Anyway, so that's the shot in the first words. That's what the introduction is. And we know that Mishnah Torah is the repeat. So it could be that there's just a human aspect that in order to make the Torah ours, we need to uh, repeat it and make sure that it goes in. Repetition is the foundation of everything. And remember, the first ever Musr Sefer is par, is uh, Sefer Tvarim, as many great people have said. My Rabbi Ravashir Zelig Rubin seems that's all you used to always tell us this. This is the first Musr Sefer, and that's what it is. Moshe is giving rebuke to the Jewish people, telling them, extolling them to follow Hashem. Now, that's one complete thought. Let's move on, and this will tie in, but it's, it, this is a separate thought. The Gra Naderis Elio has a very interesting explanation. He says that, that, that the Sefer Tvarim and also the Torah itself is divided into three Chalakim. 
and he says if you if you look at Sefer Devarim, so it starts off and it talks about the Dibor, the speak the speech of Moshe three times. It says Ela Hadvarim Asher Dibor Moshe. That's one, and it says Dibor Moshe Al Bnei Yisrael. That's the second, and Hoel Moshe again his Moshe established this and set it over, and he says like this that there's three halakim to uh, the uh, through, to what, what we're seeing in front of us in Devarim. One of them is the Musr, that the rebuke, the where Moshe tries to inspire their hearts that they should have your Shemaim, they should follow Hashem, they should follow the Torah, the mitzvos. The other one is the review of the mitzvos themselves, which is an important part. If you're, you, uh, you can't give, like, like, like Rabbi Yonah writes in Shari Tshuva, he spends the largest part of the Sefer explaining what the mitzvos are. Now, you might say, that's a Muslim Sefer, and it's trying to teach you how to do tshuva. But the, uh, so why are you telling me the dinam of, of the mitzvahs? But the answer is, that is the greatest Muslim, because it's telling you what to do. If you don't know what to do, then you don't know how to do what's right. And so that is the greatest Muslim, is to learn the mitzvahs. So that's what's there. And then there's the klalos and the brachos, which are the two options that you get if you decide to follow Hashem. Then if, if you listen, you get the, the, the brachos, and if you don't, chashalma, you get the klalos. So that's why there's three exp- expressions of dibor, because it's divided into Muslim, mitzvahs, and um, brachos and klolos. But says the Gra, it's really even deeper than that. The Gemara in Shabbos Peches says that Hashem gave us a thrice Torah, a three-part divi- three Torah. What does that mean? There's three svarim, and the Gemara explains what that means, but like this. The Sefer Devarim itself is a microcosm of the entire Torah, so therefore the entire Torah is really divided into these three sections, and that is what? Because you have Ela Shemos, which is connected Ela HaDevarim, and you have Vayikra, it says Vayikra al-Moshe, this calling. And then it says, in Bamidbar, it says Vayidaber. And the Medr says that Vayikra is, is full of Halachas. And so too, Devarim is full of Halachas. So again, there's a correlation. What's the depth of this Barashas Rava Gimel Hay? It's trying to teach us that it's a microcosm. Um, and, so, and so therefore, that's, that's what we have in front of us. And the Bar Yitzchak, which is the Ravitzagai Zachavar, Talmud of the Grah, he explains even deeper that if you look at the Torah, the Torah has those three chalakim. So he explains his Rebbe's words because they're Kabbalistic and they need to be explained. And of course, the Bar Yitzchak's words are Kabbalistic too, but, it, but, uh, but I could read them and translate them. That's just what I'll do. So he says, Shemos, Vayikra, and Bamidbar are all full of halachos. And so those are the halachos, the mitzvahs that we're supposed to do. But Sefer Bereshis is explaining the, the earlier stories of the Avos. There's no real mitzvahs in there, even though it's true that there is Purivu and Brismila and um, and Gidanasha, but those are mitzvahs that came later. They were they weren't they're just the story of the background of the mitzvah. Um, and so uh, when you look at those, that's in general the brachas and the kalos, because you see that Mikalelcha or Baruch, and we see the Avos got a lot of blessings because they followed Hashem, Lechlecha, Me'artzcha, etc. And and Hashem says, I'm gonna make you great when you follow. And finally, Sefer Devarim in itself represents mostly the Musar part, where Moshe extols them to follow the Torah. Of course, this division gets even even more um, nuanced because really Devarim itself has those three chalakim, which we just explained. But this is just some of the ideas of what's going on here. And there's a, one more point that I want to share, which is just really very, very fascinating. So the Gra writes in Adar that the Sofi Tevos of the five Svarim of the Torah spells out the word Torah because you have a tough and voracious and you have an Aleph in Vayikra, and then you have Resh of Vayidaber, and you have a Heish of Ve'ela. And the Balaturim brings this down also. And so what does that mean? And the Rashi Tevos of the Gematria, the Rashi Tevos of the Avos. And this corresponds to the three Shemos of Kriyashma, and etc. So Yeritzgaz of Chaver explains a very fascinating thing. So he says that when you look at the five Svarim, 
um, of a Torah. So the Chamishchem Shet Torah are connected to the five partsufim. What does that mean? So basically, uh, Sefer Bereshis is Chachma. It's wisdom. It's the, it's the male aspect of life. And again, you find the story of Avos. Now, don't, he doesn't mean to say that it doesn't have the Emos in there as well. That's not what he means. He just means that, that, that there's and so and, and, and so one of the lessons of Sefer Bereshis is the, is the male contribution. And um, therefore, you have uh, the Avos are the dominant feature there. The second Sefer is Bina, is the female, because she has the pregnancy, so to speak, the, the Tsar Haleda, which is what um, the, the, her contribution, which is what um, the Gullus of Mitzrayim represents, is the woman's mysterious nefesh. Of course, the Emos invested all that, but but the Iker story, um, even even how how Shemos starts off, and the Geula is is a boss lady who goes and ha, and get, gets pregnant and has Moshe, which is again the birth a microcosm of of the uh, the Gra doesn't say that part. That I'm, I'm adding that to explain, but that that's the microcosm of what Shemos is all about. And there's there's the Gra here is and then the very it's like as well. His explanation is much more detailed. You could you could take a look over there. He says that it's based on the Zohar and Parshas Emar. And then um, finally you have Elah Mishpatim, which are the laws that come out from the Bina, from the understanding. Um, and you have the Jewish nation, which is born from there. And you have Vayikra, which is Das. And Das is the the um, the, the child that's born from the Chachman the Bina. And which is why Sefer Vayikra is what they always start teaching a child, because the child is that is the product that comes, and that's that's Yavu Tahorim Yisasku B'Tahara. That's what we want them to learn. And also, um, Sefer Vayikra, Chazal say, very strange Chazal, but it makes perfect sense now to understand it. A lot of people have struggled to understand it, that it says that if you don't have Das, Nevelo Tovei Menu, that if you don't have Das, you're, a corpse is, is better than you. And it says that a person that, that uh, doesn't have Das, he should have... Uh, turned his birth sack on his face and not have been born. And they say this at the beginning of Vayikra. So what does it have to do with Vayikra? But the answer is that what's a carbon? A carbon is a sacrifice to God. It means that you take the Chachma the Bina that your parents invested in you and you apply that which you learned in life and you actually do it. So if a person goes through life and doesn't accomplish anything, then he's better off not being born. The whole purpose of being born is so that he could bring uh, his, his actions into Olam HaSiyah. And so that's, that's the shot of the Chachma, Bina, and Das coming together. And the Karbonos... Uh, are are a representation of that um, implication, of that of that manifestation of, of, of action, and finally we have a, the fourth saver by Midbar talks about all the bnei Yisrael. So again, those are the children, and um, the, the uh, that's that's what it's all about. And finally, um, so that those are the vav kitzavos after the chachma and das come um, the chesed gibors feres netachud yisod. And then finally, Malchus, it has nothing on its own, so that's why the Devarim is the repetition of its Mishnah Torah. It's just a repeat, because it's the ultimate reflection of the Rebona Shalom, that when you bring the child to fruition from uh, Bereshus and Shemos, and then you have a Vayikra where you apply everything, and then you have a Midbar where the Jewish nation uh, comes out and follows all of its Torah mitzvahs, and everyone's counted and, and important, then finally you have the Malchus of Hashem, which which reigns supreme, and that's that's that could be the shot in the gra that it wasn't Shechina Medavaris Tel Grono. Now it was Moshe was standing on his own, and he was able to emanate the Torah from him, from so to speak, from his own voice that he was that he was carrying over because that's the ultimate manifestation. And last me Garme Klum, everyone knew that the Rebbeinu Shalom was speaking. Those are two Aras from beginning and uh, of the parsha. Just some introductions about Devarim, and the last one is a very fascinating one. 
uh, it's empiric based pasuk lama the grux shows shows his brilliance in explaining nuanced words that are not clear. Uh, the pasuk says well, So Moshe was telling over that we pass by Sichon, and he would not allow us Havirenu pass by Bo his land. Because Hashem strengthened his spirit, the emates a slavavo, and and uh, fortified his heart. Laman tisu and now he'll give us over. Now he'll he'll give him over to us today. But then he he did not. We 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 had to fight him. That's what happened. Okay, so the Gra says, what are, what are these two expressions that Hashem made hard his heart and um, his spirit and strengthened his heart? Hiksha rucho imates lavavo. What do these two things mean? So the Gra says like this. That when a person does avera, there's two reasons a person doesn't avera, basically. One of them is because I know it's wrong, okay, but I have a desire. So his tithes get the most of him, and he and he says, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, not necessarily to rebel, or not necessarily not to rebel. It's just he does it, he knows it's wrong, but he does it because he has a ruach tuma in him that's telling him he wants to do it. Or the second way is that he convinces himself that what he's doing is a mitzvah, meaning he fools himself that it's not right. So he says, if you look into Hillam, David HaMelech Davins to Hashem, that please stop me from these two things. Lev Tahar Barali Elohim is, Rebunah Shalom, I don't want to leave Tame. I don't want to leave Tame that pushes me to do Averis when I know that they're wrong. So that, that's connected that first aspect. So give me a pure heart that does not push me to do things wrong um, because of my desires. And Ruach Nachon Chadesh and give me a straight, a, a, a proper spirit that doesn't fool me and tell me that, oh, this is a mitzvah, this wrong thing, meh, it's not wrong, it's okay. So those are the two elements. And so that's what the Grah is saying over here, that this Russia, so he had, first he had Hiksha Rucho, that first of all, his own Ruach, he told himself, I'm doing what's right. Eh, let me fight the Jews, let me let me disrespect them, I don't I don't care, I don't have to fear their God. But then, the Imei Tzalslavavo, so after he justified it, then he started realizing, no, something is wrong here. But then he, he he took his Ruach Tumah, and he allowed that to rule him as well. And so that's a shot in life that we dive into it to the Rebona Shalom, that he should purify us from these two things. This is what it means when we say Chazak V'yamatz, which we find throughout the Yeshua so many times, that Chazak V'yamatz means that the Rebona Shalom um, help me be strong to fight the Yetzirah, that I shouldn't, that I, I'm sorry, help me uh, be strong, chazak, that I should not be krum, and I shouldn't make things, uh, I shouldn't allow my ruach to take me over and, and convince me that I'm doing a mitzvah when I'm doing something wrong, and the amatz, emates, as levavo, means, and purify my heart, that I shouldn't let my desires rule over me. Um, so being krum is one level, but then letting your desires rule over you is another. Rabbi Shalom should help us, that we should uh, have proper guidance in life to do what's right, and that even when we know what's right, we should be able to use a Ruach Tahara and Kedusha to overcome all of our desires. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content, and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.